What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Deandre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm so excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, if you're an OG listener, y'all already know the vibes, okay? Hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey. What's poppin'? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of your fave. So my loves, today we're diving into some questions. I asked y'all on Instagram, like, what y'all want to know? Okay, what what tea are we trying to spill today? You feel me? And y'all gave me some questions, so we're going to dive into those today. But otherwise, you know, we're just sitting here. We have a little chit-chat vibe. I literally was going to, like, drink a little bit of wine throughout this episode. And I said, now, nah, girl, one thing about me is I get a little loose-lipped when I'm tipsy. So I was like... Maybe not the wine today, but I feel like that could be a dope episode in the future. Like, let's get tipsy together. Let's turn up together type vibes. Like, let me know if y'all want to see that because I feel like it would be a really fun episode. But my loves, let me catch y'all up to speed. So today is the 4th of July. So I have the day off, but not really because we always working. We're not always working though because self-care is like really important. But I'm working obviously on the podcast right now. After this, I think I'm going to go to Sephora. Y'all, I literally tried this, um, this perfume. It was from, who is it joe malone okay joe malone wood salt wait now sage salt and wood girl what is the name of this perfume i think it's no wood sage and sea salt by joe malone let me tell you something right now go to sephora get you about one two three four five of them samples okay because that perfume they call it a cologne but you know perfume cologne whatever that right there you gonna be smelling real good. My only thing is I don't know if it has longevity because y'all know when you like put on a perfume and you smell it, but then after a while, like you can't smell it anymore, but that's because like you're obviously in your own presence. So you you kind of become desensitized to smelling the perfume, but then you go around somebody like, oh, you smell good. What is that? Honestly, I don't know if it has that type of staying power. And that's why I'm like, let me sit with this decision before I go buy me a bottle. But like low-key, high-key, I'm probably going to go pick up a bottle after this. I won't even lie to y'all. I won't even cap because that perfume right there. 
Girl, it's good. And another one that I have on my list now is, um, what's it called? After the Rain by Replica. Oh baby, that right there, another cologne. One thing about me, maybe I like to smell like a good looking man. Maybe that's what the vibe is. Maybe, may, y'all, manifestation tip. Can we, can we get into it? Like, put on your future man's cologne. <laughs> Cause I feel like that is literally what I'm doing. I'm like, my man's is gonna smell good. And I'm gonna just smell like him. So I'm like borrowing his like cologne is what it is. Okay. Also, if I get some pit stains throughout this video, um, it's like very hot in here and I have all these lights on so y'all can see me. And I really underestimated the heat of the lights. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. If you're watching the YouTube video version of this, I'm literally in a long sleeve shirt. I got all these inches on me. Girl, I'm hot. Oh my God. I did not think this through. Whew. Okay, so those are the two perfume colognes, whatever, that I have been loving. So highly recommend y'all check them out. I'm definitely gonna do the, the perfume video for y'all. I know I have that on the list. I actually did film it, and I think I told you guys this, but I did film it, and I deleted it because I have this tendency of, like, deleting footage or deleting content because I don't think it's good enough. And I actually had a chat with a friend about this the other day and I was sitting with her and she's also a content creator over on TikTok. I'll put her TikTok down below if in, case, in case you guys are interested because she does like fashion and beauty content. Met her in Dallas. She's also from the East Coast. She's from New York. Hey girl, hey, if you're listening. But I was talking to her and I was like, girl, like we need to just start putting our stuff out there. Cause I think a lot of times as, you know, individuals, we can get in our heads and we can be very, very like perfectionist minded. And I am so guilty of this, like being this person where I'm like, I want things to be how I want them. I want things to be like a certain way before I put it out there. Cause I'm like, I don't want to look stupid. Or for me, it's not even about looking stupid. It's about the fact that as the podcast grows, I'm sorry, my phone's girl, let me put my phone on. Do not disturb. That is rude. I apologize. I am so sorry. One thing about me is as the podcast continues to grow and as you know, my online presence continues to grow, I feel very responsible in terms of like the content that I deliver. Like I always want to be bringing better quality. I always want to up the quality, the sound production, the video production, the content itself, like everything. I want to be able to top myself. And it's almost like y'all know when they say like your competition shouldn't be someone else, but your competition should be the person that you were yesterday. Like be better than that person. Aim to do more, achieve more, think more, you know, just be better than who you were yesterday in some way, shape or form. So when I think about that and when I always sit with that idea, I'm like, I do want to top myself in terms of the content that I put out. But that has a very like dangerous other side of it where you can find yourself not doing things, not taking chances, not putting things out there because you were sitting in this space where you are so just like you want everything to be perfect and nothing is perfect. Like that is this dream that we are chasing because what is perfection, right? We can literally get into that and just like good and bad is subjective. Perfection itself, the definition of what perfect is, is also subjective. So we're chasing this idea. I literally was talking to this friend. Like I said, I, I was like, we need to just start putting the stuff out there, right? Because when you create content, I'm using this as the example, because this is exactly what we we're talking about. But like when you're creating content, creating the content is what 
gets you better at creating the content. You feel me? Like you can't sit in this bubble of like, I need it to be perfect before I put it out there. Because if you're not creating and putting out there and getting feedback and going through this like continuous loop of creating, putting it out there, getting feedback, you know, changing the way you edit, changing the way that you do things. If you're not doing that, how do you expect to get better? Like you can't just sit in your room and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm just sit here and one day it's gonna be perfect. And that's what I'm gonna put out there. Girl, you about to be a skeleton on the bed. You, y'all see that meme? Wait, is that the meme? No, not the skeleton girl. That's the one with, um, who is it? You know what her name with the sunglasses, is it her? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about, but like, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. You know the meme with the sunglasses and she's sitting on the bed like, but that is not the vision I had in my head with the skeleton. But anyways, so the whole point of this is, the whole point I'm trying to get to is put it out there. Okay, whether we're talking about content, put it out there. Whether we're talking about yourself, like if there's something that you want to do, say you're like, I want to go back to school or I want to dive into this career or I want to apply for this job, but you're so afraid you want your resume to be perfect. You want, you know, you, you want to be looking like real, real good before you go approach that person um, that you're really into that you see all the time at Starbucks. Like, girl, stop. Stop playing with yourself, okay? Go approach that man. Go apply for that job put that content out there put that TikTok out there it's not that deep like what I always remind myself of and you know some people think this is like a morbid thought for me it's not morbid because I mean death is inevitable but the way I like to think of it is like we are all going to die one day like this is a temporary experience so what do I look like trying to censor myself trying to not do the things that I want not pursuing my dreams not pursuing my goals not having fun not enjoying my life for what for what fear of failure fear of not being perfect baby we all gonna fail and that in itself is an experience like you could look at failure and be like okay that didn't work out damn I suck I hate myself like that's awful or you could look at it and be like okay I'm glad I put myself out there I was courageous enough to take the chance no it didn't work out how I expected it to but guess what now I have a lesson learned now I know how I'm gonna approach this differently in the future so which perspective are you going to choose to take and that, that is always a choice. How you look at your problems, how you look at your challenges, how you look at your success, how you look at any given situation that you're experiencing, you have a choice in how you see that because everything is neutral. Everything is just happening as it's happening, but you get to choose what you take from that experience and you get to choose how you understand, perceive, and move forward after experiencing that thing. So put this stuff out there. So for me, it's like, okay, I don't have this amazing setup. I don't have the podcast mic that everybody seem to have these days, that $400 mic. Yes, a $400 mic. I don't have it. I don't have this fancy setup. I got one light, girl. I got one light right here from Amazon. Like, but I'm going to still show up. I'm going to still do what I got to do or do what I want to do because why am I going to let that limit me? People started content creation, started Chasing their dreams is so much less and made it to where they want it to be further than where they want it to be. So for me, trying to limit myself based on this idea that my setup, my situation, where I am, the content isn't perfect. I don't have an outline for today. I'm winging it. Okay, but I'm showing up. I'm showing up and it's still going to hit, period. It's still going to hit.
About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you wanna take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, that is the ba- That's it. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. We still got to get into the Q&A, but I was just thinking about that because I literally was like... We just stop ourselves so much from doing things because we have this like specific idea of how we want it to be before we take that chance. And that is so, that's such a limiting mentality and mindset to take. Like just take the chance, do the thing, like you'll figure it out along the way. I actually saw a book in Barnes and Noble. I forget the title of the book, but it literally speaks to my mindset. And I am so grateful for the fact that I'm a very action oriented individual. And I've had friends compliment me on this, but you know how they say like, sometimes you have like a specific talent or a way of doing things or way of seeing things that other people admire so much, but to you, it's just like natural. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that was like a skill or a thing. So I've had people mention how I'm very, very action oriented. And I didn't even think about that. I was just like, well, yeah, like if I get an idea, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna like put myself out there. Like, why not? <laughs> Cause for me, I'm like, I love to sit and think and ponder, but it's like, okay, baby, at some point we gotta get up. We gotta move. We have to go. We have to go because how will I ever know if that thing will work out? How will I ever be able to iterate, to change, to adapt, to move differently if I never take that initial chance? So action is your friend. Take that action, do that thing. This is your sign, period. Let's get into the questions, my love. I have my phone right here. I took a screenshot of the questions. So we're just going to dive right into it. Why do I hear 
So I'm like, it was a knock on my door. Baby, ain't nobody come for me today. I did not order any DoorDash, so I don't know what that is. Anyways, moving along. Do y'all hear that? Rude. What is that? I hope they're not doing like construction or something today. I have no patience for it. Anywho. Okay, so the first question is what brings you joy? And then this is also like a double one. And the second question that's part of this is what's the hardest thing about being a podcast host? So what brings me joy, honestly, it's the moments where I'm able to just like really sit with the fact that, like I said, life is a temporary experience. We're here temporarily existing and being in this particular form. And I've noticed that whenever I have those moments and I really sit with that and I truly like understand that to its core, I'm able to do exactly what I was just saying to y'all earlier. Like I take chances, I, I dance, I like don't care who's looking or I don't care what's happening. Like I don't judge myself so harshly. I'm not looking at myself through this lens of like, it needs to be perfect, I need to be perfect. I need to show up in this way. I'm just being, I'm existing, I'm enjoying life because I'm like, damn, it's not gonna be like this forever. I'm not going to have this youth forever. And then one day I'm just not going to be here. So I really love those moments where I sink into that. And I've noticed that I've been experiencing and having more of those moments. And it makes me so happy because again, that's where I think you're truly free. Like you're truly able to like do whatever and really sit with life because you're not thinking about the future or the past or the worries or the whatever. You're sitting in the present. You're being truly a hundred percent mindful so in terms of the hardest thing about being a podcast host I think there are definitely days where I have like hard moments and then other days those things that were difficult on one day they aren't difficult on another day so for example I'll have times where I'm really struggling with the content like I get into that perfectionism mindset and I'm thinking about the content that I want to put out and I'm like is this good enough do people want to see this have I done this enough have I said this enough am I just repeating myself do I just need to like quit everything <laughs> like you you know the days when you be having those feelings where you be like in your head so bad and you're like should I just go to sleep and give up like is this even like what am I even doing so I have those days and that's difficult but then I'll also have times where it just comes down to like tech glitches like I'm doing you know an interview with a hoster or not a host with a guest and maybe the the software glitches and I lose the entire recording and all of these different things I will say the hardest thing though I, yeah, so this is probably going to be the hardest thing across the board that's been the most consistently difficult thing for me to experience during podcasting has been balancing everything. Y'all know if you're new here, let me explain to you. I work a nine to five. I'm the director of social at a media company. And then I also obviously host Manifest Daily. And, you know, I'll get into this in a second, but Manifest Daily isn't just a podcast. I'm building something bigger. And because of that, you need to really put a lot of time and effort and dedication into something that you're building, especially when you're building for the long term. That being said, when you also work a full-time nine-to-five job, when you're also trying to prioritize self-care, when you're also trying to make new friends in a new city, and when you're also trying to just have time to relax, it becomes really hard to find that balance. I'll find that there are days and weeks where I'm really good at my job. I feel like I'm on it. I feel like I'm managing my team really well. I feel like I'm doing amazing at work. And then the podcast is slipping up. Like I'm falling behind on episodes or I feel like the quality of the episodes aren't as high as I want them. Then there are other weeks where I feel like I'm killing it in the podcast, recording back-to-back -back guest episodes, doing my thing, showing up on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, podcasts, YouTube, wherever. 
But then at my nine to five, I feel like I show up to meetings and I'm not fully present. I'm not really there. So for me, that teeter-totter, that balance is really hard because obviously I need to do well at my nine to five job. That is what funds my life. That's how I afford my apartment. That's how I pay my bills. But I also want to put what I can as much as myself as I can into what I'm building because this is the future for me. I don't want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. And it has nothing to do with a nine to five being bad. Like y'all, one thing about that nine to five, it's gonna get you that money. Okay. It's gonna get you that money every single month, every single week, every single every two weeks or whatever. So I'm not knocking a nine to five at all. But I'm saying for me, I do have a bigger vision and a different vision of what I want to do. And so that means building towards something. So that balance, finding that balance is hard because what I have personally found for myself is that often I'm not in balance. There is no balance for me. It just happens to be that some weeks I'm doing really good at my job. Other weeks I'm doing really great at the podcast. And I guess it evens out over time that I'm balanced in the end. But throughout the days and weeks, I don't feel that balance. And that is a little bit hard to deal with. I've gotten used to it at this point, And I know that it is a consequence of building a business while you are also working at nine to five. So I accept that as a consequence, but it's definitely something that is pretty, pretty tough sometimes. So second question is what's a dream of yours? So this is kind of what I was like alluding to earlier. When I think about my dream life now, cause I know I always tell you guys to like really sit with that. Like, what does your dream life look like? What are you creating? What are you manifesting? It has definitely changed over time. And right now, I would say what I'm manifesting in terms of my career and my lifestyle, I don't necessarily see a specific thing. Like there is no specific label or salary number or whatever. And which is really kind of hard for me to accept because I am a specific manifester. I am someone that loves the details as a type A detail oriented individual. Like I love me the details and it works for my manifestation process. But right now I would say that my dream is to create something bigger from what I'm doing now. So what I mean by that is obviously you guys are listening to this as a podcast and we're watching this as a video perhaps. But the vision that I have for Manifest Daily is for it to be more than just a podcast. Like I want, and I know that the content has changed lives and I'm so grateful for everyone that tunes in and who finds a nugget of wisdom and whatever I have to share or say and who can take that and implement it into their lives and change their lives. Like I love that. I'm so happy that you guys are finding those nuggets of wisdoms that that really apply to your lives and really help you change your lives. I want that, but even bigger. And and not from an ego point. This isn't about, I want a million followers. and da, da, da. No, it's not about the number because I don't think impact, like I don't think the numbers necessarily equate to impact. Do you know what I mean? Especially on social media. Social media is very much, it's, a, it's kind of smoke and mirrors, right? Because someone can have a million followers and not necessarily have all this impact in a positive way on their audience, whereas someone could have a thousand followers and be impacting people daily. And those people go on to impact other people in their life in a positive way daily. And so they have this beautiful ripple effect. The audience size doesn't equate to the impact. So for me, it's about having a bigger impact in a way that feels truly authentically aligned with me. Right now, it is the podcast show. Also, I hope the mic isn't in my face too much and you guys can see me I'm like tr I'm like slowly trying to move away from it but also realize that I I need the mic to hear what I'm saying let me move over here a little okay <laughs> I definitely want to have a bigger impact I want the show to grow 
but I want to be able to do other things with that. And I also want to be able to explore my creative interests as well. So I think I told you guys when I had the, the meeting or the reading with the medium, one of the things she told me that I felt really resonated was that I have come back as a soul on this earth to have fun. Like my purpose is to have fun and literally share wisdom. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm having fun and I'm sharing wisdom. I'm having fun creating content. And I want to do more of that. Like, so I want to, you know, launch merch and do live shows and do events and like create community and basically build friendships and help you guys build friendships and like connect with other like-minded people. And I know we have the Manifest Daily community and I want to touch on this really quickly because I won't even lie to you, like, I had, we were popping over there, and I fell off with it. I fell off with it. I won't even lie to you. I fell off with it. I wanted to come back, and I wanted to come back consistently. So I'm personally working on building a budget to find someone to help me manage that community. So that is what I was explaining in the other episode of, like, investing in your business, investing in your dream, investing in whatever you're doing. So for me, this is a season of investing time, energy, money into the things that I'm building into long-term visions. So my dream is just to continue to have this impact on my community. And as a result of that, to allow it to impact my life for the better as well, right? That would mean that eventually no nine to five, just doing this for a living. And by this, I mean everything I just said, building community, running events, creating friendships, sharing wisdom for a living, being myself for a living. I used to say all the time in high school and as a kid, like, and if you know me from high school, you know, I would always say this. I just want to get paid to be myself. And that's literally what I'm creating right now. That's literally the life I'm creating. I want to get paid to be myself. Like, I don't want to do nothing else. Like, I'm not saying I don't want to work. This is definitely work, but I'm not trying to do anything but be myself. I came back to this life to chill. Y'all, I'm trying to chill, but like also work, but like also chill. You feel me? So that that is my dream, literally. Next question is, how are Texas people different from other parts of the U.S.? So I haven't, I've only lived in like three parts of the U.S. So I've lived in Boston. I lived in Jersey for a very brief period of time. I don't even count that really, because when I lived in Jersey, it was pandemic times. And like, we didn't, I don't really get to experience Jersey for what Jersey has to offer. I won't even lie to you. So I can't even count that. Um, and obviously I've lived in Dallas. So I would say that it definitely is like a different vibe here. Like the first thing I noticed was definitely that Southern hospitality, which I truly enjoy. I know people say Boston is racist. People say the South is racist. I think the entire country is racist. So I can't even, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, comparing racism because I personally haven't experienced thankfully any person being outwardly racist towards me microaggressions obviously yes but not necessarily like someone outwardly calling me a a racial slur or anything like that so thank god in terms of the differences people here are definitely definitely I've noticed like more um differences with relationships here so I'm in a Facebook group where it's people who are new to Dallas and people who live in Dallas and trying to make friends one thing that I picked up right off the bat is that pretty much most of the women in that group are super young and already married and have kids. So it'll be someone who's like, I'm 25. I have like two kids. Me and my husband moved from this part of Texas to Dallas. And like, here I am. Things like that, which is so interesting because being in the North, it was definitely different in terms of like, I feel like people, or at least maybe the people that I was used to in the city, like weren't getting married and having kids that young. But I feel like here it's a little bit more of the culture to find your person younger or to like be with your high school sweetheart, go to college, get married, have the kids, be the housewife, like that type of vibe. 
is definitely more of a thing here. People are super sweet. I will also say that, and I don't even think this has to do with the South because I was gonna say like the dates I've been on, the guys that I really, really vibe with, they're such gentlemen, but now that I sit with it, like some of them, most of them were from Texas, but some of them weren't from Texas. So I'm talking like very basic things that for me is not what we are minimum. Like, you know, opening the car door, like I don't wanna touch the car door no more. I retired my opening car door like job. I'm no longer doing it, okay? If I go on a date with you, I'm sitting there in the car and I'm waiting for you to open the door. Like that's it, I'm gonna just wait for you to open the door. That I've noticed, but again, not all the men were from Texas. Just like being super chival chivalrous, chivalry? Chivalry is like definitely not dead. Oh, another thing, so many trucks. Like that's not, that's not a joke. Like they, it's trucks here. It's a lot of trucks. And my dad drives a Chevy Silverado. So like, I remember when he got that car, I was like, why you got this big ass truck? <laughs> like for me, it didn't make no sense. I was like big, like literally getting into his car. Like I feel like I'm climbing up the stairs to get into the car. And I'm not a small girl. I'm five, seven now. Apparently I used to be five, six last year, but girl, doctors have five, seven now. But anyways, getting into his car, is like a whole thing, but it's mad trucks out here. These men drive their trucks. They love them. The cowboy boots. They love the cowboy hats. And I like it now too. Like, I don't even know. One thing about me, I like me a cowboy now, but like an educated cowboy. I don't know. It's definitely a little bit of a different vibe for sure. I would also say just in terms of like how the city is spread out and stuff like that. Downtown Dallas is different than where I am now. I'm basically out in like Still a city of Dallas, still technically in Dallas, but more out in the suburby part a little bit more, which I really enjoy. You get the city vibe. You can drive into cities like 20 minutes, but I'm not like super downtown with the skyscrapers and stuff anymore. I don't know. It's a vibe here. I won't even lie. I definitely don't like everything happening with the politics of the state and the country in general, but just like this state specifically. It makes me so sad because I also really like living here as a person. So I'm personally right now actually sitting with the decision of whether or not I'm going to stay here. I'll let y'all in on that tea. I am leaning towards staying here and by here I mean either Dallas, I might possibly explore Austin, might possibly explore Fort Worth. Dallas, I love, but I'm also ex like exploring the idea of possibly going back to Massachusetts, not necessarily Boston, more out in the country of Massachusetts where it's a little bit more quiet and things are a little bit more affordable in terms of houses and apartments and housing. Yeah, I, I love it here so much that I'm just like, I don't want to leave. You know what I mean? I don't want to leave, but we'll see. Y'all will know, obviously, when I make that decision, I'm gonna let y'all in on tea. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, 
and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. How did you get into manifestation and spirituality? So I feel like I've like kind of always been into this. Honestly, I won't even lie to you, but I think it definitely got heightened and I had words to like label what I was understanding in college. So I always used to talk about this kind of stuff. My mom will tell you as a kid, I used to believe that I was a witch because I would notice that whenever I really thought about something and I really focused on it and I really kept saying it, that I would be able to bring it into my reality. I was manifesting, right? I was consciously manifesting. And as a child, I didn't have those words to be like, oh, I'm consciously manifesting. I'm setting an intention. I'm scripting. I'm whatever. But I knew what I was doing because I would write things down or I would say things out loud or like I used to. So y'all know this too. So like, you know how when you're going to sleep, how when you like, have that moment where you're falling asleep, but you start, you be daydreaming. I used to understand that if I sat there and like was daydreaming or whatever about, and a lot of times it was a crush that I had in school at the time, that like I was able to call that person into my space, whether that be the next day at school, they talked to me and now I had like an in or whatever the case was. So, so I was really very aware of the power of manifestation, but I didn't necessarily have the words to describe what I was doing yet. But I knew what I was doing and I was always doing it. Come to college now, that's kind of when I start to get into the spirituality books. I met a friend who like, he introduced me to some books and some ways of thinking. I stopped watching the news. I started to be even more intentional about the content that I was consuming. So gossip shows, things like love and hip hop, as much as I love that damn show, I like stopped watching some of that stuff. And I really started to be very intentional about curating my energy, my space, the people that I was around. I had certain friends at the time who once I started to realize that they were energy vampires or that they were specifically impacting my reality or impacting the way that I experienced things because of their energy and because they were siphoning my energy, like they were coming in to literally to prey on me as a person, I cut those relationships off. I cut those people off. Y'all know about my job. I cut that job off. Well, the job cut me off because when I decided I was going to cut the job off, I took too damn long. But the job cut me off, you know what I'm saying? So I had these moments where I was starting to, one, dive deeper, two, 
get the labels to what I was doing. And three, this is around the time I started the podcast and I started to share this content. That's when I felt called to. I remember literally, I remember the day I started this podcast to a T. Me and my best friend, we had gone out to the club because it was New Year's Eve. We had gone out to the club and we was turning up whatever. We came back and the next day we were on the on her bed in her um her guest room and I had made us these like goal worksheet planner things. And because y'all know I'm always making some, but like we were sitting there and I was like, okay, like I want to plan out the goals for the year, like the goals for the month and the quarter. And we were just planning everything. We were, we were sitting there and thinking about what we wanted to create and what we wanted to manifest. And I said, I want to start a podcast. It wasn't about, at that point in time, it wasn't about sharing a spiritual journey. It wasn't about growing an audience. I didn't even think about the possibility that other people could really listen. Like I won't even lie to y'all. When I started the show, my entire motive and my entire reason for starting the show was that I love to talk and I basically wanted to have like an audio diary. Like I wanted to document, I wanted to share, I wanted to create this content. I do remember there was one point in time in my journey when I was doing business uh, coaching where I had a business coach and she was talking about, do you want to do the podcast or do you want to do YouTube? And I had this month where I remember pumping out a bunch of YouTube videos and trying to sit with that because I love YouTube and I love filming and editing and everything. I just really kept gravitating back towards the podcast because there's such a, like I've connected with the way that I can share something here and feel very vulnerable and feel very like, connected with you guys even though you can't see me like I remember there were times when people started to listen to podcasts and finally like found my Instagram and was like oh I can now put a face to the name so it's always wild to me that like y'all didn't know a lot of y'all didn't know what I look like for a minute which I really like too because it's like you can you can concentrate on the content you're not thinking about my hair or my makeup or my clothes or what I'm wearing or whatever you're like concentrating on the content and it takes a lot of power and a lot of intention to sit and listen to a podcast episode that's only audio no other like stimulation and to pick up on that message and that's why I think podcasting is really powerful and that's why I'm really glad that I stuck with podcasting I think that had I done what I'm attempting to do now and what I am doing now in terms of creating the video what a lot of people are doing now like podcasting is an audio platform, but a lot of people are doing the video and the audio now because they see the power in SEO, they see the power in YouTube, all that good stuff. I think had I done that from the beginning, I think I very well believe actually that I would have grown a lot faster. I think that I would have grown a lot faster. Y'all don't see the numbers on the back end, but this podcast isn't a small podcast. So I know that the numbers are there, but I think with YouTube, it would have been much bigger. But I also believe that that wasn't my path. That wasn't my journey. My journey was to have the moments where I doubted myself, to have the moments where I had to come back and be like, okay, wait, I want to keep going. To have the moments of being challenged and tested and to really sit with what I wanted and not really what I thought I should do and really do more of what I wanted to do. So super long answer. Long story short, college. <laughs> Someone said, how's your food routine? Like, what do you eat in a day? So my food routine is probably not the greatest. Part of that definitely comes down to the fact that I am so busy that sometimes I like tend to go out and grab something to eat rather than cook. I actually signed up for HelloFresh. Y'all know they sponsored the podcast. So I used my code and signed up for HelloFresh and now I'm trying HelloFresh again and just like doing that whole thing just to have like 
a way of eliminating the planning process with my meals. So instead of me having to be like, okay, let me go on Pinterest and find a recipe, go to a grocery, buy the stuff. And also cooking for one person is hard. When you are cooking for one person, the food be spoiling so damn quick, you don't even have time to eat the damn food before it's already bad. So HelloFresh is my way of trying to counter that problem. But typically what it looks like, I go to Starbucks a lot, probably too much. I'm definitely, I'm working on redoing my budget right now and I need to calm down with the Starbucks. So I'm very, very aware of that. But I have a coffee in the morning or a protein shake or some sort of, I try to get protein. If I go to Starbucks, I get the egg white bites because that's like a good amount of protein in there. And then I will do some sort of lunch. It's either a salmon bowl from Flower Child, which basically it's salmon and you get two sides. So I'll do like mac and cheese and broccoli or mac and cheese and something else, asparagus sometimes. Or sometimes I'm feeling super carby and I'll get the mashed potatoes too. And then I always, y'all, I eat so much fucking ice cream. It is a problem. Like, honestly, if someone ever asked me, what's your vice? Like, what's your thing? I don't, I'm not a drinker. I'm not, I don't smoke. I don't do nothing. I eat ice cream. You will catch me at Marble Slab Creamery on any given day buying some ice cream. And it's a problem. So I really am working on that. That is something I want to be more intentional about, especially when it comes to how much ice cream I consume. My body is definitely really good because diabetes does run in my family. So that's something I want to be conscious about in terms of how much sugar I consume. And like my diet, high blood pressure also runs in my family. So I have been taking baby steps to be more intentional about what I eat and make sure that I'm eating a more well-rounded diet. And then for dinner, I'll either have like maybe the other half of the salmon bowl because it's like usually a kind of big bowl. Or if it was like a really big meal and I had lunch late because I was like working or whatever, I might just like have a protein shake or I might have some cereal or some granola. Like it's kind of very hodgepodge, but it's um, not the greatest because as you guys probably noticed, I don't have a lot of fruit in there. So I definitely, I'm not a huge fruit lover. I'm more of a veggie girl. Like I have a like, certain amount of fruits I like, but I definitely prefer vegetables. But I am trying to figure out ways to incorporate more fruit in ways that I like. So um, smoothies or even juices or just like buying more watermelon because I'm obsessed with watermelon. But I hate buying watermelon as a single individual because I never, like I get so tired. These watermelons be big as hell. And I get very tired eating all that damn watermelon by myself. And you know what? Now I say that, you could probably freeze some watermelon. So maybe I'm gonna try that and like freeze the watermelon. I'm looking at the time because I know I only have 51 minutes on this SD card. And the camera is probably going to start overheating because it's hot in here. So someone said, just graduated college and it's so hard for me to figure out what my next step is. So I think that's definitely tough. I feel like when it comes to college, like if we really sit with the fact that college, like we attend college really young, like 18 to 22, you were you are very young. Like your brain has not even fully developed yet. So to put so much pressure on an adult, I know, you know, we call 18 year olds adults and yes, you are adults and you have this autonomy and you can do certain things, you know, within the law and whatever. But I think in terms of like life cycle, lifespan, if we're assuming you, you're going to live to 70, 80, 90, 18 is so young to put so much pressure on someone to say, Choose a major, figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Do that, die. Like, wh why? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? So the best advice I could give is that whatever you do in college, right, whatever you study, whatever your job is that you end up getting, so you study marketing, you come out and you go into digital marketing, you go into PR, whatever, communications, you can always change. 
you can always change your job. And yes, it might mean going back to school again, or it might mean more money, more time, more energy. It might mean taking leaps of faith, leaving your job, doing something new, starting over, but you can always do something new. You're never stuck. And I think when I figured that out for myself, that's what helped me to really like enjoy college, enjoy that experience, enjoy post-college because yes, you're in a place where you've just finished school, you're studying a new job. It feels really weird because all of a sudden now people expect you to like know all these things about the world that you were never really taught. Like, like I literally remember being confused about how the fuck people paid rent. I was like, how? My rent is high y'all. So two plus grand every single month. I'm like, how? Where? Where you get the money? Where? Where does it come from? How do you keep a job so you don't become homeless? Like literally these are my questions. And it sounds so silly, but these are valid questions because we don't talk about, you know, at least I wasn't taught about like financial literacy and savings and how to how to save for a mortgage, all these things. Like I'm teaching myself these things. I'm having to learn these things. So if you're in a position where you feel very lost, very confused, it's completely valid. Like sit with that, accept that. It's okay that you're there because you weren't equipped. The world, the society we live in does not equip you well with what you need to be in a place where you feel confident for success. And so that is not your fault. But now what you're able to do is actually figure out like, what do I want to do? And when you ask yourself, what do you want to do? Don't put the pressure on yourself to be like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Take that end part of the sentence off because it's not for the rest of your life. Like you could do that for 10 years and decide that you want to do something different. You could be 55 years old, close to retirement and decide that you want to start a business. Like no one is limiting you to what you need to do in this world. So once you realize that you can shift and change and adapt and do something else, girl, the world is your oyster. Okay. So post grad is definitely hard. It's hard adjusting. But you're always going to have moments where you're going to have to adjust. Like me, you know, I, I'm 28 now, which is wild. But <laughs> coming to Texas and Dallas, having to start over, like that was an adjustment period. It wasn't post-grad, but it was huge. It was an adjustment. Starting a new job, that's always going to be an adjustment. You know, getting into a relationship, getting married, having kids, buying a house, like all these milestones, they're all adjustments. They may be things that we're celebrating and happy about, but they all require us to adjust and change and to really evaluate the person that we're being so you're in a great place like just sit with that understand that you don't have to figure out your entire life now figure out what you want to do for like the rest of the year the next six months even and then go from there okay so the next question is how to make friends in a new city or as an adult i definitely think the way that i have made friends so far has been quite interesting and i'm gonna share with y'all a story when i moved here i joined a facebook group and it was called like girls or women new to Dallas, something like that. So I think Facebook groups are amazing. So if you are not on Facebook, I get it. Like I said, I'm going to be really working on getting the Manifest Daily community back up and going again because I want you guys to be able to have separate, uh, separate city groups so that you can meet people in your respective cities and countries, okay? So stay tuned for that. Let me work on getting help with running that and then you can have that as a resource and doesn't require Facebook, but Facebook is a great place to look. So Facebook, um, Facebook groups, why did I struggle with that? Anyways, that's a really big one. I would also say the biggest thing for me too, was just like putting yourself out there and being vulnerable about the fact that you are looking for friends. For example, if you are on Instagram and I've met so many of my friends through social media and organically, too, like I, it was like kind of random, like we just struck up a conversation, whatever. If you're on Instagram and you notice someone in the same city as you who's like posting content, maybe they're tagging their location, like reach out to them, like DM them. Not, and it could be like, hey, look, let's grab lunch, or it could be, 
um, hey, I love your dress or I love whatever. And just like start that conversation and organically talk. I think when you are an adult, like you really have to proactively put yourself out there, put yourself in those situations to make the friends because you don't have, you know, school and work. And maybe you do because I, I work remotely, so I don't have the work setting to do those things. Also doing activities that you really want to do. But I will say the biggest thing for me was just being in alignment with myself and like knowing the type of friendships I was looking for. Because I found that once I did that, at least here in Dallas, I've met friends. Like I I would say I have two really good friends here and I'm more of a quality over quantity person. Like I don't need a 10 person friend group. In fact, I don't want it. I don't have time to spend with 10 people. That sounds a little extra but like it really is true so for me it's, it's about less people quality the people that I can really turn to and chat with whatever one of my he's now become such a really good friend to me we met through reddit of all places so I remember I went on reddit and I posted a post in a Dallas group and I literally said hey guys I just moved to Dallas I work from home I work remotely it's kind of hard meeting people I go to coffee shops and you know I've gone I've met up some people met with some people from the Facebook group and whatever whatever but it's hard because I don't have a specific workplace so I'm like I'm working from home I spend a lot of time by myself like any tips on how to deal with that make friends or even date because I also talked about my experience dating in the post I made a reddit post and I put it in the group had so many amazing people comment back and just respond to me and I had so many great chats with those people a few months later I had someone dm me on reddit and they saw that post and this is my new friend and he was like hey like I saw your post I'm pretty much in the same boat he's like I kind of just moved to Dallas also work remote love going to coffee shops and stuff but like kind of haven't found any of those really close friends. I'm trying to build up my friend group. And he'd also gone through a breakup as well. So it ended up being a situation where we moved the conversation to Instagram and we talked so much and then we met up in person. And when I tell you, he is an amazing person. Like when it comes to vibrations, when it comes to being spiritually aware, being self-aware, being smart, being just a great overall person. He's such a supportive, great friend. And it's like, you know, when you meet those people where you feel like they're part of your soul family, you haven't known them for long, but you know, they are part of that. He is one of those people for me. I have my other friend who I mentioned earlier in this video, we met through the Dallas Facebook group and we just hit it off immediately. She's a content creator. So we bond through that. We'll meet up and, you know, have our coffee dates and we'll chat. We went out the other night. Um, if you guys saw my stories, when I went out on Saturday, I went out with her. Like we just went to a bar. We got like a little wasted. It was so much fun. But these are two people that I know that if anything happens to me in Dallas, if I truly need someone to come through for me, I can rely on them. And I think the biggest part of that for me was being high vibrational and understanding what I wanted in a friendship in the same way that I'm manifesting a relationship with a partner who is specifically created for me, who is meant to be in my space, who I'm meant to experience energy with. It's the same sort of thing I set for my friendships. I have a threshold. I have a requirement. I understand what I want and I have high standards for my friendships. And so by staying in that place vibrationally, you may find that you are a little lonelier at first. You may find that it's harder to make friends because you are looking for something a little bit more special and that's okay so you have to be okay too with like knowing that you might be spending a little bit more time alone for the well-being or for the time being rather until you find those people but definitely put yourself out there the facebook groups reddit if you will 
um, and Instagram, like even just do a thing like, hey, who's in so-and-so city wants to grab dinner with me? A little sketchy sometimes. So like use your discernment and make sure you're not, you know, meeting people like obviously the friend I met through Reddit. I, we, we had to have certain correspondence before I was like, okay, I'll meet you in person. Obviously we met at a coffee shop in public and you know, whatever, but use your discernment. Definitely put yourself out there because you will make those friends. Okay, so I'm gonna answer one more question before I end off because I know my SD card is about to be filled. But the question is, how do you go about applying what you've learned in books, YouTube, in your everyday life? So I would say the best way to do this is to just take notes of what you're seeing that resonates with you and what feels like you wanna try. Not everything you see online is gonna be for you because I see a lot of content. I see a lot of people talking about cinnamon powder and and doing certain things and certain meditations and i don't know going diving deep into cold water and like all of these different things which the cold water thing i actually do want to try but all of these different things people are talking about online because there's so much noise there's so much stuff happening so you have to literally be able to watch something consume a piece of content and be like okay does this sit with me do i want to try this do i want to do this does it feel like does it feel good for me in this particular moment does it feel like something i want to challenge myself by doing and if so do it if not don't being in the online space and seeing so much content or reading books and reading about all the different things you should be doing you have to be able to take everything with a grain of salt and you have to be able to know that some things work for some people and it might not work for you. And that's okay. Have no expectations going into things. Have no expectations. Just go into things for the experience and for wanting to try something new and for wanting to experience something new. And that's, that's kind of how I go about it. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'll try this thing. Out. Do I like it? Do I not? Like, whatever. And yeah, like, I don't, my routine changes often in terms of like, um, certain, th certain things change, I will say. So certain things stay the same, you know, the way I work out my morning routine, things like that, like definitely stay the same, but some things change because I want to try new things or because I want to challenge myself or I set certain goals for the month. And I love doing that because it allows me to really flow with my life and flow with the way that I'm changing overall as a human being. So my loves, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been a long one. So I, I hope it was fun for you guys. It was definitely fun for me to record. I'm super freaking hot. I'm literally sweating. I have to go meet that friend I was just telling you guys about at the coffee shop. He's there hanging out. I'm going to meet him, probably edit this video a little bit while I'm there and then have this up for you guys tomorrow. Hopefully the internet is a nice and quick and speedy today, but I want to thank you so, so much for being here make sure to subscribe to youtube if you're watching this on youtube give this video a like comment down below what you want to see i'm going to be doing other videos beside the podcast videos podcast videos will live on this channel i'm not making two separate channels i do not know i just don't i cannot so subscribe like thumbs up comment whatever all the things interact y'all know how to algorithms you work and stuff and thank you so so much for being here i will chat with you guys in the very next video bye my love
What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.